Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, my favorite episode of the year to record. This is our preseason primer episode. Recording this Wednesday, April 6th. Tomorrow, April 7th, is opening day. Unfortunately, the Yankees and Red Sox have been rained out for tomorrow and will play. On Along with most of the league. It's basically, you might as well just push it back to Friday at this point. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, but that's fine. Opening day Friday for the Yankees, I can live with. Um, but a lot to talk about. We're going to get right into it. This show, we basically are previewing the 2022 season. We will give you an over-under for every single team's win total. All 30 teams. We will also give you our awards predictions and playoff predictions. A lot to get through. We're going to start off, though, um, talking about a very big contract extension that finally got signed. The Cleveland Guardians will be extending Jose Ramirez. He will not be going anywhere. Another five years and $124 million tacked onto his contract, which will run through 2028 and contains a full no trade clause as well uh pretty much all but ensuring he'll be in cleveland for the long haul this is the largest contract in guardians franchise history um 
obviously this guy is one of the elite players in the league, and I'm going to be talking about him um, a little later, I believe, but very good for uh, Cleveland to get this guy locked up because, LJ, let's be real, the return that they would have got for him wouldn't have nearly been um, as productive in my mind as what he's going to bring to you the next or through 2028 no it's impossible and really you're talking about signing either trying to get comparable value or paying one of the maybe i'm going to be generous with three or four guys under 35 that i consider surefire hall of famers like you're not going to find that type of value you're not you just just doesn't exist you're not going to find the guy who's been the best at his position for the last five years minimum you're not going to find that guy in your among your prospects you're not going to find that guy on the free agent market again unless you're the one who put him there so it's so much easier to pay him but i will tell you there might be a little bias here but there was a bigger winner in this whole situation and that is the boston red sox i speaking no 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 speaking seriously brandon I did not picture Jose Ramirez going for less than $30 million. I just didn't see it. He gets $24.5 million a year from the Cleveland Guardians. The best short, the best third baseman, excuse me, in baseball gets $24.5 million. That sets the market. No matter who did what before this, his money sets the market. And now all of a sudden you see the Red Sox, they've got two days to sign Rafael Devers this year. And if they want to just go ahead and say, okay, 10 years, 260 million, how could he say no to that? He's getting over a million per year more than the best player in his position. Overall, I think that's 260, 270 has got to be their cap for what they're willing to pay for him now because of this. And overall, that just really helps the franchise because they're not nearly going to have to open up the coffers in the same way that they thought they would. That was certainly not where I thought you were going there with that Red Sox point. But um, but no, that, that does make a lot of sense, um, certainly. But while we are on the topic of the Guardians, uh, LJ, do we want to do a little over-under with them? They are set at 76.5 wins. Last season, they won 80 games. LJ, where are you going here? Give me the over. That's not because I like this roster whatsoever. Overall, this is a very weak crew that they have here. They've got some good pieces in here. I think Miles Straw, very strong leadoff hitter. Jose Ramirez, of course. Fran Reyes, Bobby Bradley. That's a good core at the top lineup. Past that, there's nothing that really gets me excited. But you do have two things. You have a healthy Shane Bieber this year, which you didn't have for a season where you were able to get 80 wins. And you get, hopefully, a full season of Terry Francona. And I will never take the under on a full season of Terry Francona again. I unfortunately, LJ, did take under 76 and a half. I just don't see uh, them uh, putting it together with this roster, especially now that the Tigers have improved. You have to assume that the Royals are going to get better. This will be, I think they can still win 72, 73 games, but I think anything over 76 and a half, I'm, I'm not touching. So I went under here. Um, but, now, out of curiosity, Brandon, I don't didn't get a chance to go through your picks, so I see you've got them right here in front of me. Did you take the Bill Simmons approach or the House approach? 
with the over under did you no. keep an even amount of overs and unders or did you just go with your own whim no i took the bill simmons approach i made sure i had 15 overs and 15 unders you have to lj you have to no shot it's got to make no sense shot. it's right, got to so be we, able to work so we have the right power balance here because i am definitely not picking an even amount beautiful i love it well uh we have another piece of news and we're going to stay right in the american league central the detroit tigers have traded for austin meadows from the tampa bay rays in return they will send isaac paredes uh, one of their top prospects and austin meadows i mean this is a guy who he had 27 homers last year uh you know the ops almost to 800 i think but a really solid hitter and corner outfielder for the Rays. What I want to know, so I understand why the Rays might want to get rid of this guy because the return, Isaac Paredes, this guy is supposed to be a a very, very good prospect, but he's an infield prospect. And the Rays, LJ and I have gone over this certainly more than once on the show, just have so many infielders at this point that... I don't know what they're going to do with them. I mean, clearly clearly they have some plan and getting rid of Austin Meadows for a young prospect was part of it, but I don't know what they're doing here. But it's a good move for the Tigers. It's going to strengthen a lineup that really needed another bat. So, Look, Tampa, Tampa figures it out. I don't have any question in that whatsoever. I mean... They got the opportunity to bring up Josh Lowe with this deal, and I think that's their first and foremost concern is, okay, we have an opportunity to really like get this really talented, really diverse player into our lineup. We need to do that. We need to take advantage of it, and we'll, we can figure out what we're going to do with the return at the end of the day. The majority of prospects aren't going to end up coming up with the team that drafted them. They might not even come up with the second team that has them. And I have a feeling that that's going to be more this guy's case, especially now, now knowing a little bit more about um, Josh lower Lau, we have not heard it said yet. Um, Knowing a little more about him, I can understand why they want to do that. My original reaction and I texted you with it was, Oh, they're going to move Brandon Lau to left so that Vidal Brujan can come up and play second. But that's clearly not what the situation is going to be now, but back to Detroit, Yeah, I really love, again, I love this team. I love what they've done so far. Of course, I feel like every single team's bullpen could always be stronger unless you're the uh, Braves. But at the end of the day, I can't complain with what this team's done. If I was a Tigers fan, I'd be very pleased with the success of this rebuild so far. Absolutely. And in regards to their over under for wins it is set at 77 and a half they won 77 games last year this was the last team that i had to decide on unfortunately it is the under one of the hardest teams that i had to do here um, was the tigers i think that look i like this team they have a lot of young players but i think it's gonna be another year or two until we really see them break through we got to give these these guys time to develop but of course love casey mize you know they bring in erod you bring in javi baez and now you trade for austin meadows 
not forget they also traded for for a Tucker Barnhart prior to the lockout, a switch hitting catcher there. So I I like what they're trying to build here, but I think it's just a year too early for them. See, I totally disagree on this one, Brandon. They're set at 77 and a half wins. They won 77 games last year. They then went out and added Javi Baez, um, Eduardo Rodriguez, OOTP legend Tucker Barnhart himself. I mean, those are huge ads. And so I, I would need you to convince me. Tell me exactly where those losses are coming from. Because with the talent added to this team, you would need almost all of their young talent to not produce or to take a step back to sophomore slump altogether for this team not to get over 77 wins just purely because of value added. And that's without saying Spencer Turkelson is going to hit 30 bombs. Let's not forget about Riley Green, who will also be coming back at some point too. Just a lot of talent there. I don't know. LJ has me second-guessing that pick. But I digress. We move on. We're going to stay in the AL Central. Um, LJ, why don't we just go to the Royals? Because they're like right here on this sheet. 74 and a half is the number set for them. Really close. The first three teams we did, all very similar. Um, you know, Kansas City is, is interesting because they don't really make any moves at all in terms of their, their offense, which uh, led the league in stolen bases and was top 10 in batting average. But in terms of power, just had none, had a lot of trouble getting on base. So they don't add much there. But they do bring up uh, Bobby Witt Jr., the number two pick in the 2019 draft. So very highly touted prospect. Can't wait to see what he's going to bring to this team. And then with the pitching, they bring in Zach Granke to be the ace of this rotation, which really isn't bad. They got a lot of young guys there. Brad Keller, Chris Bubich, uh, Carlos Hernandez, another young guy, and and, uh, Brady Singer, who was their first-round pick in 2018. They got some guys there. They trade for uh, Amir Garrett this offseason. They still have Scott Barlow, who was really good last year at the back of the bullpen. The Ray, or excuse me, the Royals set at seventy four and a half wins. I took the over here. I think we're going to see uh, a bit of improvement by by the Royals this year. I really think that the the pitching staff is going to take another step up. Uh, I I really like some of these young guys there. You see, I'm going to take the under here. I just I don't see the same focus, at least a seventy four win focus, out of this team. They've got good and nice pieces. I think realistically, the top four guys that'll slot into their lineup, Whit Merrifield, Bobby Witt Jr., Salvi Perez, and Andrew Benintendi, those are really good pieces with very high ceiling for this team still. Regardless of their age at this point, they still have a lot more that they can produce and a lot more they can give to this team. I don't see where the rest of this lineup really stacks up with the top teams in their division. And I don't see how they really look like what they did this year looks like they were focused on this year, even next year, frankly, compared to what like the Tigers did, who are almost in a similar situation. I mean, you think you got reasonably, you could see Ace Lacey also end up up at some point this year. This is your first year for Bobby Witt Jr. to get experience in the starting lineup. And 
usually if you really felt that strongly about the rest of your core, you would have made a few more aggressive moves to add pieces to this team and add veteran presence to this team to learn and build off of. And you just didn't see that from Kansas City this year. I'm taking the under. All right. Well, let's move on to the team that uh, has a very high projected win-loss totals. It is the Chicago White Sox at 91 and a half. Last season, they won 93 games, by far the favorite to win the AL Central Division. And, I mean, look, this is a White Sox team that adds A.J. Pollock after making that trade. Uh, the starting rotation is still really, really good. Giolito, Dylan Cease, who has potential to uh, really break out this year. Michael Kopech, of course. LJ loves talking about him. And don't forget, they still have a Dallas Keuchel there as your as your number four guy. I mean, that's really solid. And then you move up, move on to the bullpen. Liam Hendricks, uh, arguably the best closer in the league. You've got Aaron Bummer. You get Kendall Graveman in free agency. I want over 91.5 wins. I think that the White Sox this year, um, they're going to beat up on the AL Central once again. I don't really see a, um, another team really cracking 500 this year uh, in, out of this AL Central, unless maybe the next team that we do talk about, um, actually, next team we are going to talk about, I think could crack 500. But I think that the White Sox are going to really do good within the AL Central like they did last year and should finish somewhere um, in the mid-90s of wins. I'm going to take the under here, not by much. I'm seeing this team as maybe an 89 win team an 89 win division winner type situation I see going on with the Chicago White Sox this year look I just don't think this team got better yes AJ Pollock's a nice piece but is he Craig Kimbrell was that value wise straight up was that an even value deal I don't think so and then you look at the fact that you've lost Carlos Rodon you've lost Lance Lynn now for quite a while you just lost Garrett Crochet for the foreseeable future, um, I believe, was that today or yesterday? I don't even know what date it is. Yesterday uh, undergoes Tommy John surgery, and Joe, Joe Kelly is still hurt as well. So overall, this is a lot of pieces hurt on a team that I don't even trust their management to be able to put together a full competent season. You then look at the rest of the division around them. I mean, I just sung the praises of Terry Francona. I just sung the praises of the Tigers and the moves that they made, the improvements that they made. And we'll talk about the Twins in a minute. But I think with those three teams making good steps, strong steps forward in their development, they're going to be able to capitalize on more of the mistakes made by both the front office and the manager in this 2022 season. Well, it's safe to say LJ and I see the AL Central completely different this year, which I love. The fact that me and LJ can look at the same stats on the same website, same players, and just have a completely a different view. It's what makes baseball uh, the best sport by far. The only difference is that I'm right. <laughs> well, tell me about the Minnesota Twins and their 81 and a half win um, over under. After winning 73 games last year, LJ, can they win nine more this year to get that over 81 and a half? I would like to say they can. I, I think I would like to reserve my pick on over under to the end of my rant here because I'm kind of 
Still, again, I'm very much on the fence about this because. All right, look, so talk yourself into something, right? Talk I'm gonna yourself... talk myself into something because Carlos Correa is such a brilliant move for this team. Byron Buxton, if healthy, is such a difference maker for this lineup. And then you look at the fact that reasonably you're going to have most likely DHing quite a bit of the time. Gary Sanchez, his value increases immensely in this situation. And it's not out of the question that Gio Urshela is going to be able to bounce back. He's going to be able to really bring back that production from 2019 and 2020 here in 2022. So I really, I like what the lineup did and they've made a lot of aggressive moves in this rotation. Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer. My question is, does this group of guys, is that, are those pieces good enough to actually make them contending within this group? I'm going to take the under slightly here, very slightly, but I think you're going to see a strong start to the season from this group. Honestly, I think this season might depend on a guy like Joe Ryan, their rookie number I believe it's number six player in their organization right now. He's going to be their opening day starter this year. And I think if he has a strong, successful first full season, he's got 33 days of service time currently. If he can do the, do a strong year one, this team is going to be much more successful. LJ took the under just slightly. I went over just slightly. I think that they will be above 500. I don't see them finishing right at 500 um this is a team you just look at the lineup it is it's scary i mean this is really hard to try to navigate through if you're a starting pitcher uh and certainly would not want to face really anyone in in that lineup let's not forget about max kepler i mean this is a guy that has potential to hit 30 home runs if he if he stays healthy and he had a really down year last year so Actually, let's talk. I'm sorry to cut you off. I know we were doing like one comment per, but another factor in taking the under that's very strong here is besides Byron Buxton, I'm seeing a lot of guys nearing the end of their service time team control in this next year or two. I'm not sure. Again, I don't, I haven't been following in terms of, I mean, I've been following, but off the top of my head, I'm not remembering who has gotten what contracts, who has been signed long-term other than Byron Buxton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. 
Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. But if half of these guys end up getting traded at the deadline because they're not contending and they don't want to pay them, then all of a sudden this team looks very differently for the back half of the season. Like that's a lot of guys nearing the end of team control. You're absolutely right. And just based off what I can see here, uh, Tyler, Ro- or excuse me, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, and a Gary Sanchez, all free agents after this year, along with, uh, one of the guys in the bullpen, Joe Smith, that they signed. Uh, Sonny Gray's got a club option for next year. So, yeah, I mean, within either after this season about, or after the 2023 season, um, this could be a f- new-look team. Yeah, and then you talk about the fact that you could easily see them shipping off Carlos Correa if he has a good first half as well, and they're not contending to get prospects on that rental deal. But Jorge Polanco and... Um, Max Kepler both have some form of deal in place. Yeah, Jorge Polanco's got a deal through 2023. Uh, Club options for 2024 and 2025, whether or not they want to take him. Max Kepler, deal through 2023, club option for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. I stand by my point. Well, LJ, I guess it's up to you. What? division are we going to next let's move over to the al west the al west i'm not Uh, warmed up enough for the al east yet no certainly not lj who would you like to start with in the al west i just clicked on the houston astros so let's roll with it the houston astros course lose in six games in the world series last season after winning 95 games in the regular season they are minus Carlos Correa, Zach Greinke, Marwin Gonzalez also left, Kendall Graveman's gone. But this is an Astros team that still, on paper, has some of the most talent within the American League. Who's still there? Altuve, Brantley, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Yuli Gurriel, who, let me remind you, hit 320 last year in his age 36 season kyle tucker guy who i voted in the top 10 for mvp he's only 25 years old and then you go down to the pitching you got framber valdez oda rizzi who i can't believe still has a spot but lj and i will just roll with that uh justin verlander who you know getting him back is just gonna be massive for this team and then you got guys like Urquidy and Luis Garcia, who we saw get a lot of time in the playoffs, a lot of innings in the playoffs. Guys that they trust. The bullpen looks pretty much the same as it did last year. They add Hector Neris. I'm going over 91 and a half. This one was pretty easy for me. I think the Astros should have no problem winning the AL West this year. Yeah, this is 91 and a half is a criminal spot to be putting this Astros team in. I really don't understand why they keep getting so heavily underrated by everyone because this team, I was looking through, yeah, I'm not sure if you saw my uh, tweets complaining about this, but I hadn't really thought about putting together a power ranking of the league this year. I just kind of like, you know, 
you knew what, who teams were good and what teams were bad. Hadn't thought about really ranking each team at this point until I saw the MLB's list. And I'm like, man, this is atrocious. And the biggest absolute snub was they had the Astros as like the eighth best team. I don't know how anyone can look at this lineup, look at that rotation, and then say that they aren't at minimum the third best team in the majors. Definitely the best team in the American League, without without wow. question. I mean, think about it, Brandon, because you've got a numerous young guys in this lineup. And I know you lose Carlos Correa, but in my opinion, the biggest thing you miss without Carlos Correa is the leadership. It's not the offense, because for all expectations, at least, Bregman should bounce back in a big way. And all of a sudden, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable about the lineup than you do now. Kyle Tucker still has a lot more to give you. Jordan Alvarez still has a lot more to give you. And then talk about guys with more to give in the uh, rotation. You've got three young guys slotted in right now. Again, the Jake Odorizzi thing is a little bit confusing, but I mean, maybe it's partially because they want to save a little bit of Christian Javier for later on down the road. And also the fact that he can play that long relief role is a big skill. So overall, you've got four stud pitchers that are young and are still going to keep on keep on improving. These guys are past year one, year two type situations right now. They're going to start building on their past success going forward. I see no reason for this not to be the over. And LJ, the one guy that we didn't even bring up who I'm going to be talking about um, actually in a little bit. Actually, I should really change my pick because I didn't realize he was hurt. Lance McCullers uh, is one of the better pitchers in the American League when healthy. Mm. He's still dealing with that flexor tendon that um, was nagging him in the playoffs. Uh, A little spoiler, but I'm going to change it. I did have Lance McCullers penciled in as my American League Cy Young. Um, I like the odds on him, but now that it looks like he won't be starting the season, I will be changing that. But still, a guy that I thought had a realistic chance to win the Cy Young, and we didn't even uh, bring him up in those first five pitchers we talked about. Just shows you how deep the Astros are, really. Uh, it Offensively, the bullpen, they're deep. The rotation, they're deep. And this is a well-put-together team. Absolutely. All right, LJ. Next, uh, you know, let's go to Texas because there's there's a deep lot. Deep in the to heart talk. of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas, we're gonna stay in Texas. The Texas Rangers. So, uh, what did the Rangers do this off season? Well, before the lockout, they um, spent half a billion dollars to get the best middle infield in the league. Uh, ruined the free agency market for everybody by doing that because it was before the lockout. Ruined, mo- ruined the supposed push for players that was supposed to come after the lockout because everyone was trying to reset the market. They get Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. They bring them in. Uh, I believe it was Simeon for seven years, 175. Seager for 10 years, 325. And... They trade for Mitch Garver. I like him at catcher. Other than that, not many moves. They signed John Gray for the rotation. And I believe their over-under is set at, yeah, 74 and a half. They won 60 games last year. LJ, even with these additions, 
there is no way in hell they win 14 more games this year. This rotation is garbage. Is Hot is garbage. rough. And the bullpen is rougher. Um yeah, under 74 and a half for the Rangers. Yeah, this is an easy under. Look, John Gray might be the worst overpay of the offseason. Maybe the worst overpay in baseball right now. I mean, when you talk about initial value. Hey, got him like out what, of course. He might be okay now. Like what you're getting out of the guy. No, Brandon, you can't. Ju- yeah, I'm not, you're not going to get me to justify that. You're not going to get this contract out of him. Martin Perez is your day two starter. That is, let me tell you right now, love the guy. Love what he brings to a clubhouse. Bad news. If he is your number two guy, that is bad, bad news. This is going to be just like Kansas City, where you're going to have a handful of guys. You're going to have your Whit Merrifield, Bobby Witt Jr., Andrew Benintendi stuff with Simeon, Seeger, and uh, Lowe. But Nate, past that Nate item, Lowe, yeah. Yeah. Too many lows. Too many lows. How, how low can you go, Brandon? Or how loud can you go? And they got Adelise Garcia too. Like, there's guys, but it's just not enough. I, I don't see but enough. Here. It's not, the, and it's not the offense that's going to be the issue this year. I think realistically, you're going to see them at least be top twenty in offense after, after having the worst at, offense. Yeah, yeah. After being one of the worst offenses last year, you're going to have, I think, probably a top twenty offense this year as these guys continue to grow. But the pitching is just nowhere to be found, which is also frustrating too because. As a fan, I can imagine sitting there and saying, okay, we just spent all this money. Why did we do that? And why did we um, kick all of our best pitchers to the curb? That trade with Philly makes no sense after seeing their their free agency. And to see that at the beginning of free agency, like that was clearly their plan before any collective bargaining had taken place was to go out and get these guys. So why on earth would you trade your ace? Why would you on earth would you trade your closer? Well, let's talk about a team that I'm very high on this year. I hope LJ is, and that's the Seattle Mariners. Here's the thing with Seattle, right? Haven't made the playoffs since 2001. Longest active playoff drought in the big four American sports. But they're just, they just keep adding and keep building to a team that just looks like... <laughs> They're going to be a powerhouse in a few years. LJ, one of the most underrated moves of the offseason that no one's even talking about. Did you remember Adam Frazier got traded to the Mariners before the lockout from the Padres? Mm -hmm. They've got Adam Frazier, who, sure, you can say whatever you want about him. He doesn't hit for power. The dude's going to hit 300 and is going to get on base for you. So you have Adam Frazier now. And... Then you go out and you're like, you know what? Let's trade for Jesse Winker, another left-handed bat to kill all the right-handed pitching in the American League West. Let's also get Eugenio Suarez, who has hit the most home runs in the MLB, I think, since 2019. And while we're at it, let's call up our top prospect, number four overall prospect in the league, Julio Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, and we're going to— Have you seen that video? Yes, Julio Rodriguez. That's even, that's even better than the other one. Absolutely. And, you know, very humble moment for that kid. I think that he's going to be amazing. But, LJ, the, the one thing I didn't even talk about, they signed the Cy Young from the yeah. American League from last year. So you have all of this, plus 
another top 10 prospect in the waiting in the minors and a rotation that Logan Gilbert could be real LJ over 83 and a half this was uh, I'm so high on the Mariners this year after they won 90 games last year they won more regular season games than the team that won the World Series over 83 and a half this is an easy over because this is almost this is more inexplicable than the logic of where they set the line on Detroit because I mean look like there's no way that even if this you could argue that this team might have gotten worse they got younger I think you're wrong if you argue that, but they certainly didn't get seven wins worse. This is a no-brainer to hit the over here. You hit it, right, hit it all right. And just a team that, can we please get them in the playoffs? I just want, the city of Seattle was such a good sports city too. They, they're so passionate. I also, I also just desperately want to see uh, Sacramento being the one suffering. Yes. Because they'll, they'll move on to the that spot next, right? Uh, yeah, I'd have to imagine. I think they missed it like 16 years in yes, a row. Yes, it's, it's an NBA record 16 straight years being eliminated from postseason contention. Well, it's about time we get to the Los Angeles Angels, LJ and I's favorite team to talk about. So... Angels re-signed Rysel Iglesias, four years, 58 mil, well-deserved contract for him, one of the best late-inning guys in the league. Other than that, don't make too many moves, really. They trade for Tyler Wade from the Yankees, rest in peace. You will be missed. Uh, They signed Noah Syndergaard. They also brought in Matt Duffy, giving them the second-best Duffy in Los Angeles. Yeah, yes, Danny Duffy of the Dodgers. Uh, LJ, they signed Noah Syndergaard, who's going to be their number three starter, and Michael Lorenzen, who's going to be like their four or their five. They got Ryan Tapera. He's pretty good out of the bullpen. Yeah, Archie Bradley, Aaron Loop. They added some guys. I actually there. don't hate. I don't hate this bullpen. No, I like the bullpen, but. It's the Angels. It's the rest of the team. It's the Angels. LJ, it's set at 83 and a half. They won 77 games last year. If Trout plays the whole year and Rendon plays the whole year and the pitching doesn't fall apart, do they still get to 83 and a half? Um, that's an excellent question. I'm going to hit the under because I don't think those things are going to happen. Yeah, if everything uh, goes under. right, if everything goes right, this is an above 500 team. I like your first three guys in your lineup in Otani, Trout, and Walsh. I really, I really hope for Joe Adele. I think Tyler Wade might be this, one of the steals of the offseason because, again, regular playing time, he's got a lot of clear strengths. He's got oh, a lot yeah. of weaknesses, but – in a lesser lineup, I think he can show those strengths a lot more than he ever could in New York. And then past that, I love this bullpen. I have no trust in this pitching staff whatsoever. We give no Syndergaard. What's the over under May 5th to get hurt? All right, ah. May, May 5th to either get hurt or have a plus 5 ERA. But, like, can we just talk about how everyone thinks that 
He's just going to be, after throwing two innings in the majors last year, he's just going to return to being Noah Syndergaard on the Mets that we're used to. Like, come on. Can we just stop pretending that Noah Syndergaard was that incredible at the Mets to begin with? Since 2017, I, he hasn't done anything to impress me. Like, again, he just, like, again, those 2017 games. He's a solid games, two or three. Really? Those years. Yeah, really, we're talking one good season. 2016 was a great year for this guy. Past that, just again, even the, even the peripheral numbers don't impress you with this guy. He hasn't been able to stay out there when the peripheral numbers are capable of impressing. I would hate to say this guy's like career is over, but it's not like he's not going to be the guy that he was projected out to be at 24. Certainly not. Well, we're both on the under there. Let's go to the last team in the AL West, the Oakland Athletics, who have been going on quite the fire sale. And I believe this is the biggest gap between wins last season and the projected over-under for this season. 86 wins last season, projected 68.5 wins this year. Who are the A's without? Well, I can r- run through the list real quick. Starling Marte. going to be like the uh, state song from... Uh... What is it called? Uh, Animaniacs, whatever that shows. United States, Canada, <laughs> Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Darling Marte and Mark Canna both go to the Mets. Andrew Chafin to the Tigers. Sergio Romo to the Mariners. Jake Diekman to the Red Sox. Those are the guys they lose in free agency. They trade away Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya. Uh, for whatever reason, they didn't trade Frankie Montas. Um, I'm it's coming. Give them time. It's coming them time. soon. LJ, this team, I mean, in the bullpen, I know two of those players that's on this list here from their bullpen. Ooh, now uh, you've got me wanting to say I know more than that, but I don't. I really don't. Under. I'm taking I, under 68 and a half. I don't want to take the under here because I just feel like that organization as a whole – I don't think it's possible for them to win, only win 68 games. They have done a lot more with a lot less, it feels like, at times. This is this is a bad lineup, LJ. With this that is... being said, I feel like they're going to have a breakout guy. Honestly, I would pick them. I think it's fair to say that they could have a good first two months, get a breakout guy, and then trade him by mid-June. Like, that just seems like where this team is at, is they're really wanting to – buy into the rebuild, buy into the fire sale and let it take a few years. And so if they have somebody really producing, he's got, he's his butt's getting kicked to the curb for some form of prospect as soon as possible. Under. All right. Well, I think we can finish up with the AL and move to the American League East. And LJ, let's go from uh, least amount of wins to most for this one. I think that'll be the most um It'll bring the most entertainment value to MLB Daily. The Baltimore Orioles, 62 and a half wins. Last year, they won 52 games. They expect them to win 11 more games this year. But we saw Cedric Mullins break out in 2021. Looks to be the stud of this team. Uh, Anthony Santander could pick it up a little bit, but he still has 25 home run potential. You still have Trey Mancini, and you get Adley Rutschman, who 
Is he going to be starting the season? What's what's the deal with him? Is he hurt? Um, he was supposed to be starting the season. He might be hurt. Anyways, he'll be up there eventually. Uh, Sooner I just I don't see it, man. Uh, sorry, under they aren't winning ten more games than they did last year. I feel like I keep taking under and like a lot of unders, but yeah, this is under too because that's not it's improvement. There's improvement here, but there's not eleven wins. There's maybe five at best. With guys, and that's with guys breaking out. That's with Adley Rushman having a good first season. Ultimately, I don't see them under what situation could they ever get above 70 wins in this division with their philosophy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I don't see it. And that's why I took the under. I think the AL East is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. And for them to win 10 more games, I don't see it. You you say it's going to be a lot better than it was last year. And the last three teams in wildcard contention were all in the AL East. Maybe a bit of foreshadowing for my playoff picks. But the Boston Red Sox have the fourth highest over-under for wins. They won 92 games last year, making the American League Championship Series. They are set at 85.5 this year. Uh, LJ, if someone's listening to this show and has never listened Give them the 30-second Red Sox breakdown for this year. What are we looking for? We are looking at a team that – well, let's start with last year's team. All right, I've got 30 seconds. I go. Last year's team, amazing. Probably wins that division if they didn't forget – legitimately forget how to play baseball for an entire month. You look at what they did in October. You look at what they did in the first half of the season. They are very, very similar. This was a really good team last year that all managed to underperform at the exact same time in addition to some COVID protocol issues. So overall, their, I don't think their win total is nearly close to indicative of what they did, what they could have been, what they should have done. Overall, you've got some big, big pieces coming in here, particularly Trevor Story. Trevor Story, the guy you're getting for less than the Yankees are paying Josh Donaldson. He is one of the better 
hitters in the game. He was one of the better hitters when he was not a contract year. He's not on a contract year anymore. And he's in a significantly smaller park in a division with significantly smaller parks. He's going to play a huge role. And Tristan Cashes is going to play a massive role when he comes up and takes over that first base spot as well. This is going to be a really good lineup with a rotation that need, needs some work, need to work things out, and will definitely need a couple of moves in season. But overall, this is a really strong team. Over 85 and a half? Over 85 and a half. I also took the over. Uh, I think that it's going to be very, very close between the top four teams in the AL East. All right, next up, we have the Tampa Bay Rays at 89 and a half wins. They won 100 games last year, and their team does look a little different as every Rays team does. They lose Nelson Cruz in free agency. They, they didn't want to give him a one-year contract. Kind of sad. Uh, and They didn't they want to give him a one-year contract, but then all of a sudden went all in on Freddie Freeman, too. So it's like... Yeah, it's the Rays. Um, you look at the lineup, guarantee you if you don't watch baseball or you casually watch baseball, you've never heard of seven of the nine guys, probably eight of the nine guys the Rays put out there on a nightly basis, yet they still win games. Uh, I don't know. I never want to doubt the Rays, and I feel like I'm dumb for doing it. But with this pitching rotation, you think they're going to win 89 and a half games under uh they're gonna be closer to the red sox over under if anything i if anything i would have switched those two teams over unders i think that they both end up very similar um in that aspect yeah i take i take the under i see this team as like a barely over 500 group wow okay yes yes, this offense is roughly the same as it was last year or at least was while they were still very commanding and still very much in the division race, not leading the division. But this this rotation is bad. And you never know. Again, I don't want to doubt the Rays because they really always figure out what to do with this bullpen, and they know how to use relievers so freaking well, and I don't want to doubt it. But I feel like one of these years, they're just going to have a really bad season with that, with their management style. Overall, the way this looks to me with the amount of guys and important guys that they have out and out for extended periods of time, they're going to have a tremendous back half of the season. But I think there's a chance, especially if Baltimore pulls the same stunts that they did to start last season, there's a chance you walk out of April with Tampa last in the division. You heard it here first, Tampa finishing last in the AL East. (laughs) All right. On to my New York Yankees, 91 and a half wins is their over under. Last season, they won 92 games. I will also give a very brief 30-second recap. Look, starting with last year's Yankee team, it was a very disappointing season. There was a lot of guys that underperformed, a team that was uh, a lot of people considered one of the favorites to win the World Series along with the Dodgers heading into last season, and it just did not work out how they expected it. They trade for Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo during the season, hoping to kind of jumpstart an offense that can never seem to string together hits when they need them. Uh, and look, they still win 92 games, which is really good. 
and I thought what they did last year with the pitching was uh, awesome. But this offseason, they're trying to go after a big-name free agent. Unfortunately, they do not. Instead, they're able to swing a trade for Josh Donaldson from the Minnesota Twins, another power bat that will add quite a bit of spark into this lineup. Uh, They get back Luis Severino, who was one of the top pitchers in the league before getting hurt. Finally get a full season out of him. I'm going over here for the Yankees. uh, Just barely, though. I think we could match our last season win total at 92. Uh, I don't see us being a 100-win team, but we could definitely crack uh, that over. Um, 91 and a half wins. Again, we're talking about a very, very deep division. I don't see, I, I don't understand, first off, how it's mathematically possible what the Giants and the Dodgers did last year. Like, and that, that also, that division wasn't even that deep. You have four of the five teams that people can make a very easy case for being in the playoffs on this group. I'm going to take the under, and that's not because they're a bad team. I just think overall, if we're talking about who had the worst offseason, regardless of health, out of this division, it was the Yankees. I think they're probably they're the third best team in this division. They are the a wild card team to me, but I'm not sure they're able to make it to 92 wins just because of the competition around them. Well, the team that's at the top of the division is the Toronto Blue Jays. 92 and a half wins is what it's set at. Last year, they won 91 games but did not make the postseason. And Toronto, very active this offseason. They trade for Matt Chapman, who, uh, you know, one of the better third basemen in the league, certainly known for his a defensive value that he brings but also a very valuable offensive player in seasons past uh they're able to bring in kevin gosman and yusei kikuchi after they lose cy young winner robbie ray to the mariners i would say wabi way to the mariners um you know i would say that getting a gosman and kikuchi more than makes up for losing robbie ray who quite frankly had one good season in his career, one excellent season that won him the Cy Young. Why not uh, let him walk when you can get a proven, two proven guys like a Gosman and Yusei Kikuchi? Then you look at the lineup, just so much young talent there. Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, uh, Kevin Biggio, all those guys still super young, ready to take over the league. You could say Vladdy Jr., pound for pound, the best hitter in the league, and you can make a very strong argument. Hopefully they get a full season of George Springer, and uh, I'm going over 92.5 wins. This this Blue Jays team, personally, LJ says Astros are the best team in the American League. Give me Toronto. I love this Blue Jays team this year. I love the way that they're made up. I think that they have a lot, a lot of talent here uh, that will certainly go to good use. This team got mildly better than last year. I'm taking the over just because I don't think that, like, again, I think they're winning the division, but I don't think it's going to be by much. This is another close call for me. I don't I don't think they got that much better. I, I mean, realistically, are we honestly going to trust that Matt Chapman is going to produce what he did a couple of years ago? No. And even if he did produce that, he's not going to be able to make up for the Marcus Simeon production. The only way you hope to make up for that on offense 
is if George Springer also fully steps back into what he can be. And then you're talking about a completely different story. Past that, Kevin Gosman's a great pickup. You say Kikuchi's a great pickup, but they have to actually go out and have good, really good seasons too. I mean, you're talking about a Cy Young contender and an all-star here who very sim- excuse me, very similar to Robbie Ray, did not have a lot of previous success before their all-star and Cy Young campaigns. So for me, I don't trust I don't trust every single person that we think is making this team better. And I also don't trust the team and the team chemistry as a whole to be able to weather the storm. They didn't last year. Let's not forget that this team threw a hissy fit and had a melted their way out of the playoffs over a lineup card. It's LJ's favorite over, thing over, to bring but up. I don't feel good about. I over, but I don't feel good about it. All right, let's jump to the National League. We can go in the same order. We'll go Central, West, East. Uh, NL Central. Uh, we'll start with the worst team. Might as well. Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, you know, not not a lot to talk about here. They bring in Daniel Vogelback. That's 2019 MLB All-Star Daniel Vogelback to you. Uh, thank you. They bring him in. Uh, no one else really of note that they end up signing. Uh, oh, they actually got a Jose Quintana. I forgot about that prior to the lockout. Pirates are going to be really bad. Uh, the over-under set at 65-and-a-half. Last season, they won 61. Uh, I'm just going to take the under. I feel like it's just the safer pick here. I'm, I'm not going to project anyone on the Pirates to go off. I like a Brian Reynolds, Key Brian Hayes. Those two guys are good. Maybe even a Cole Tucker could break out. But in terms of the pitching, no one I really like. And, uh, yeah, I would rather bet on the under for the Pirates. I think as a whole, this division also got slightly better. So this team we're grading out as worse than last year's team, or at least especially seeing they were better in the beginning of the year than the end of the year. This team is worse. I should say something. And the division went and got much better. I would take the under as well. All right. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Reds. At 74.5 is where their over-under is set. Last year, they won 83 games. And make sure you check out our show on Saturday where we will be talking to Charlie Goldsmith, uh, one of the Cincinnati Reds beat writers. And he uh, gave us some great content regarding the out- their outlook for the 2022 season. And look, the Reds, sure, you, you did lose... Castellanos and you trade away a Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez but he kind of told us like they're trying to build a new identity there around guys like Jonathan India and now you bring in Tommy Pham for a year you've got Nick Senzel who was your first round pick a few years ago Joey Votto of course is still there with the greatest TikTok of all time Tyler Stevenson is slowly turning himself into a really nice hitting catcher there's still talent there. Even when you go to the rotation, Tyler Molly, that guy could be a legit ace at the end of this year. I thought his 2021 was really impressive. 180 innings, 210 strikeouts. Uh, certainly really nice there. And look, they're set at 74 and a half. Another one of the last ones that I uh, had to pick, I took the under, but this is going to be one of the better 70-win teams in the league, I think. 
it's going to be an under for me as well because overall the pitching that you're asking to break out or I'm sorry the players you're trying to break out I kind of spoiled that uh take there the players that you're bringing up at the beginning of the season the guys that are going to set the tone for the rest of the season the majority of the talent and high potential is going to come from the pitching side I don't see where this offense is able to give them enough run support to really thrive and that's going to make this whole group fall short not to mention they still haven't made any effort to actually fix this bullpen that's absolutely right all right the cubs the good old cubbies 75 and a half is their over under last season they won 71 games their big off-season acquisition is Seiya Suzuki, who they get from Japan. They get him on five years, $85 million contract. Marcus Stroman also signs three-year, $71 million contract. And look, a Cubs roster where they got some guys that can hit. I mean, Frank, Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom were legitimately two of their best hitters last year and guys that you know now with a little bit a bigger of a sample size we'll have to see I certainly don't think Patrick Wisdom will be hitting 28 homers and 375 plate appearances again this year but the dude clearly has some sort of power uh you got Nico Horner your first round pick from 2018 uh he's under 25 so you still have to see uh you know what he can bring you get nick madrigal in that craig kimball trade you make at the deadline last year there's still some guys here uh the starting rotation's really bad kyle hendricks and stroman are gonna lead the way beyond that not a lot they did make quite an effort to upgrade the the bullpen and that's why i did take over 75 and a half but not by a lot uh I don't know. It, I, I had a really tough time with these teams that are projected like in the mid-70s for wins. Uh, personally, it was really hard for me to pick from. Over for the Cubs, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I lost the spot. Where did What was the number again, you said? 75 and a half. I can see it with this group. Look, they, they certainly invested. And David Ross, when he had a full level lineup, a major league caliber lineup last year, did a really good job with them. When he had that group, they were in the playoff race, at least for a little while. So I'll take the over on this. I don't feel that uncomfortable with this group. All right. Next up is the St. Louis Cardinals. They won 90 games last year before losing in heartbreaking fashion to the Dodgers in the wild card game. Their over is set at 84 wins. Let's not forget they had the crazy stretch in September. How many games was it, LJ? 17 in a row? 18? I so. Something I crazy like 17. that. They got back Albert Pujols. They signed Steven Matz. Uh, and just looks like a really solid team to me. Uh, I'm taking over, over 84 and a half every day of the week with this team. You got... Goldschmann, Arenado with the corners. Tyler O'Neill, who we both ranked the best left fielder in the league. 
and there's just a lot of other really solid guys. Uh, Dylan Carlson, 23 years old, a switch hitter with light tower power. Could potentially be your leadoff hitter as well. I love that. And the bullpen, you got some guys. Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera out there. Uh, give me the over for the Cardinals. That was one of the easier ones. Yeah, I'm also going to take the over. The spot that you didn't talk about is I think the storyline you should be looking at for this team going into the year is the fact that they legitimately might have the best DH slot in the league. There is a chance that we're talking about it that way. You have Albert Pujols and Corey Dickerson, who you can easily platoon there depending on the matchup, and both of them have ridiculous splits. Like, it's not like Jesse Winker-level splits, but they're going to work and complement each other so well that this is going to be a very, very productive part of the lineup for them. I can think of very few designated hitters in the league that are going to have the potential to produce what these guys can. And at the top of the AL Central is the Milwaukee Brewers, who did win, or excuse me, NL Central. The Brewers did win the NL Central last year with 95 wins. They had Cy Young winner Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, those two, or excuse me, Woodruff did not win the Cy Young, but was a contender for most of the season. And to have those two, number one and number two in your pitching staff, certainly helps. You could argue they have the best starting rotation in the league, and I'm not going to throw a fit. The only issue here is with the offense, and we saw it hurt them in the playoffs against the Braves, hurt them during the regular season, and they make minimal upgrades. They trade for Hunter Renfro from the Red Sox, and they sign Andrew McCutcheon, but other than that, not a lot there, and one of their top hitters, Luis Urias, starting the year on the IL with a strained quad. We talked about that a few episodes ago. I'm a little bearish. That was a lot more than a few episodes ago. We're already losing track of time. <laughs> um, I'm a little bearish on the Brewers. I'm going to take under 89 and a half. Uh, I think the Cardinals are just better, honestly. I think that they're the better, well-rounded team. And the Brewers could burn me this year because they have such great uh, a pitching, of course. But I don't see the offense of getting them over 90 wins. Could still make the playoffs, but... I, I don't know about this team. I'm a little, I have a little uncertainty here. Um, I'm going over. I think this team is really freaking good. This is, again, top notch. And Siri opens for the fourth time this episode. It never does that. It doesn't usually listen to me even. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a when I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov pact. 
she didn't even say it when I say her, said her name, but that's okay. I love this bullpen. Of course, love the rotation. The rotation is one of, if not the best in baseball. If you're talking about Freddie Peralta as being like, oh, he's just the number three, he's the forgettable guy. He was the forgettable guy who had a 281 ERA over 144 innings last year. That's ridiculous. And then you look at this lineup. I understand what you're saying with the lineup. I hear you. But first off, I think Hunter Renfro is a really great piece to be adding into this group. I think Willie Adamas has more to give. And I think the biggest piece here is Christian Yelich is 30. 30. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think he can continue to produce as poorly as he did last season or the year before. This is going to have to be Christian Yelich's breakout or resurgence season, I should say, where he is able to get back somewhere close to that MVP form. Frankly, I think he might be your best odds. Like if you're looking to just throw away $10 on a whim, you put Christian Yelich on the MVP because I don't see that as that unrealistic. Well, we will shift gears to the National League West starting with the basement-dwelling Arizona Diamondbacks. Over-under of 66.5. Last season, they won 52 games. Uh, I think the only thing I can remember off the top of my head they did this offseason was sign Mark Melanson. Uh, don't believe they made any other notable moves. They got Zach Davies for the rotation. Uh, under. It's pretty simple. I don't know a lot of this. I mean... I, obviously, I know some of these players in their starting lineup, but I don't. I'm not very high on the Diamondbacks. I think that when they get up guys like Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, some of their top prospects, then we can start talking about them as a potential like retool, rebuild team. But not this year. They won 52 no. games last year. No way in hell they win 67 this year. Under. This isn't a retool by any means. This is. Or, a I, I don't even know what it is. They're working with. And it's a few steps away. They're they're well farther away than any other team that we're talking about of like, oh, on the other end. Yes, they've brought up a handful of prospects, but that doesn't mean that they're out of the woods yet. They're not to that point that a team like Detroit is right now. So, yeah, I'm going to the under as well. That seemed way too high. Next up, we got the Colorado Rockies. 68 and a half wins. Last season, they won 74 uh, and had, I want to say, the best home win percentage in the league or in the National League. They win a lot of games at Coors. They sign none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Bryant on, what was it, seven years? Seven years, $182 million. Chris Bryant can elevate the ball at Coors. He's going to hit 30 home runs. Um they got Randall Grichik, too, which, like, another guy who hits a lot of home runs. This could be a sneaky to, you know, one of the top teams in the league when it comes to hitting home runs. Uh, you know, their over is 68 and a half. I think that they can do that. If they won 74 games last year, I think that they can get over 68 and a half this year. You still have Kyle Freeland on the mound. Herman Marquez, the greatest pitcher in Rockies franchise history, is there. They Added to the bullpen with Alex Colome, who's certainly not a bad option out there. Uh, over for, for the Rockies. 
Yeah, it's the over for me as well. I think another really sneaky grab was Jose Iglesias as well. If he can bottle up even part of what he did in September, he will have a really successful year in Colorado. I take the over, but I just don't see a path for this team to be successful. I think last year, unless this team proves me wrong, proves that you can't just play the course. Last year's team was entirely built to just be ridiculously good at course field. And they were, but by doing that, they completely screwed themselves in the other 80 games that they had to play, you know? So obviously that, that strategy, that plan is not going to work for them. And until they fully move away from that, then rather than trying to dive into it further with a guy like Chris Bryant, I don't see them really being a playoff contender ever. All right. Well, number three on the projections list is the San Francisco Giants. This is the the biggest gap between last season wins and the over-under for this year. They won 107 games last year. 85 and a half is the number. LJ, you're going to hate me, but uh, I went under. Um, I just, Carlos Rodon, I love the signing, right? But what is his arm health like? Can he really get through another full season? Logan Webb's really good. Potential to win the Cy Young this year. Outside of that, I like what they have, certainly. But it just felt like a lot of their guys overperformed last year. And 107 wins is no joke. You clearly have talented players on your team. But I think that the Padres got better and the Dodgers got better. And I'm going under 85 and a half. I think the Giants could have disappoint uh, this season, honestly. Brandon, this team, we didn't. it didn't come completely out of nowhere. I mean, 107 wins is ridiculous, but they were a fringe playoff team in 2020. And we've talked about it countless times, how a lot of these guys do have that mid thirties resurgence. And I, I'd like to think that that's what we're seeing here. At the end of the day, Carlos Rodon is an improvement on Kevin Gosman. I, I will argue that all the way through. And in this situation, they are less likely to use him to go long innings throughout the entire season. He, Carlos Rodon could do quite a bit of long stints out there for Chicago really carried that rotation and that bullpen in a lot of different scenarios. I think he'll be able to go five innings a game and the team will be fine with that. They're not going to really test his arm, especially early in this season. And that's going to put him in a much better position to succeed overall. Give me the over on this because I, I see this team regressing, but I think their mean is higher than that 85. The Padres are up next. They crashed and burned during the summer last year and only ended up with 79 total wins. It's set at 90 and a half for this season. And their big move uh, offensively, they trade for Luke Voigt from the New York Yankees, a much-needed power bat in their lineup, a team that only hit the 23rd most homers in the league. They get Sean Manaya from the A's to add on to this starting rotation, which looks very deep. And, of course, Tatis will be out to start the season for the foreseeable future. Um, 
I still went over 90 and a half. I think this is the year the Padres really put it together. Their starting pitching really hampered them last season. And I think adding Sean Manaya uh, is a very good start. I don't see Blake Snell pitching nearly as bad as he did last season. And uh, the bullpen looks good too. So give me over 90 and a half for the Padres. This is the year where they finally put it all together over a 162 game season. I just, I'm not sure I trust overall. Sean and I, fine player. I don't think that was necessarily the issue. I think that it, the issue was more an internal team thing. I mean, that, that group, I really, from the moment the Dodgers got Max Scherzer, that team's morale wasn't a nosedive and it wasn't going to get much better. So at the end of the day, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't see how much better. I still don't see a stud in that bullpen either. Like who's that guy that's going to go get it done against the Dodgers. Give me the under here slight. And speaking of the Dodgers, they have the highest win loss total of any team in the league. 97 and a half is their mark after winning 106 last season. And they win 106 games and then they go out and get Freddie Freeman. So, you know, it's it's the Dodgers we're talking about. The rotation's filthy even if, you know, you don't even have like your top 3 of Walker, Bueller, Kershaw, and Urias. You could have me and LJ pitching number four and number five and the team's still going to win a good amount of games and this this offense is crazy you know you got Craig Kimbrell at the back end of the bullpen I mean over I, I can't not go over 97 and a half for the Dodgers I, ju- I just it would feel wrong to go under even if they do because there's a good chance that they don't win 100 games but I just I don't know it's I have very to hard it's very hard to win 100 games, but you can't pick against the Dodgers until they see them. you see them fail you at this point. Exactly. Over as well. All right, the NL East, last division to cover. We have, starting off, the Miami Marlins at 76.5 wins after winning 67 games last year. And they did make, they did make excuse me, a few moves this offseason. They add Jorge Soler. Avisail Garcia, and they trade for Jacob Stallings from the Pirates. Also, our guy Joey Wendell, now on the Marlins too. Uh, no no batting gloves. We love Joey Wendell. Joey, but, no batting gloves, Wendell. You know, for a team that won 67 games last year, and you have to get to 77 this year for the over, uh, I don't think so. I love Sandy Alcantara, one of my favorite pitchers to watch in the league. Uh, really young projected starting rotation for now. And the bullpen really wasn't bad last year at all. They were quite good, actually. But um, still, I think there's going to be some offensive troubles. So so Lair is a guy who strikes out a lot um, in return for his home runs. And... There's still a lot of guys there that I'm just not confident in, but excited to see another season of Jazz Chisholm. I think he has potential to be a real superstar uh, hitter, but under. Look, management doesn't want this team to be competing yet. I don't see a reason for me to trust this team to be anywhere close to competing yet. I'm also going to go the under. 
I'm going the under, but at the same time, I think this group has enough talent there that if they'd maybe gone out and like been competitive in the free agent market, I would have felt a lot better about taking the over. I honestly like depending on what free agent they got, I probably would have taken the over here, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I actually did go out of order. The Nationals have the lowest over under uh, for the NL East at 71 and a half. They won 65 games last year. They sign Nelson Cruz, Cesar Hernandez, and they get Sean Doolittle back along with Steve Ciszek. Uh, You know, 71 and a half. This was a hard one for me because I think the Nationals are going to be bad. But I like Kiebert Ruiz, who's my fantasy baseball catcher now. Uh, one of the top, uh, excuse me, a catching prospects in the league. Still have Soto. You bring in a Nelson Cruz. I think that this this lineup could be pretty good. It's the rotation where uh, I'm scared. Anibal Sanchez is your number three starter. Might have been good five years ago. But uh, this year, I just don't, I, I'm just not sure. Uh, I'm sorry. Under seventy off here, Patrick Corbin would have also been decent, like fine at max as your number one five years ago. That's not the case right now. Um, I'm gonna record that video later, but my beat for TikTok, but my beat the streak pick for tomorrow is Starling Marte because this guy is going to get shelled opening day. It's gonna set the tone for the team for the rest of the year under. All right, up next, I believe we have the Philadelphia Phillies at 85 and a half wins. LJ, they won 82 games last year. They add Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, and Corey Knable to the back end of this bullpen, along with Brad Hand also for the bullpen. Are, do they win f- four more games than last year with these players? Or no? Yes. They win four more games. I think it's close. Like, I could, I could go either way on this. Yeah, this was tough. Within, it's it's going to be within a game. Just because, again, I stand by the fact that, yes, this team is good, but they're not better than the top two teams in their division. And they're not close. But I think overall, with how considering how bad the Marlins should be, with how bad the Nationals should be, there's going to be a lot of games to be picked up by all three. And it's not like... It's a lot closer to what we were talking about at the NL West last year, where you could beat up on Arizona and Colorado than what we're talking about with the AL East, where you really only have one team to pick up games on. So Absolutely. over, but they I don't went, make the playoffs. I went over, but yes, we'll not make the playoffs. Next up is the New York Mets. 88 and a half wins last season. They won 77. But... Possibly the biggest offseason out of any team. They get Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, Max Scherzer. They trade for Chris Bassett. They get Adam out of Vino as well for the bullpen. And I'm a and you know, I'm not crazy for saying under here, and here's why. Uh it's the Mets, first of all. I mean <laughs> that's a great argument just just to start it off with is that it's the Mets and they will find a way to not win over 88 and a half games but also uh are we sure that 
like this rotation is is okay. Uh, I know Scherzer's good. I know Chris Bassett's good. I I still haven't seen enough out of Carlos Carrasco. He looked quite bad last year when he pitched. Tyler Miguel, is this going to be one of your guys? Taiwan Walker had, had a really rough uh, back end of the season. I don't know. And how many times did we see the bullpen fail this team also? I'm going to say mid-80s, but I don't see them breaking 89 wins. So, under. I think this is going to be another slight under. I could easily see them making the 80 win. I'm going to go over script. I feel like I've, I've been so pessimistic today. I'll share a little love. No, because seriously, like, it's a situation where this might be the most underrated lineup in baseball. Right, no, the Astros are the most underrated lineup in baseball. But this lineup should be really good. I mean, Lindor, I don't think, could have a worse start to his tenure in New York than he did. But things did get better there. Starling Marte is going to be great for them. I think Robinson Cano still has it. Eduardo Escobar, Mark Canna, all great grabs for that group. And that's going to be the thing that's going to provide them some form of consistency early in the year. The other thing is I see them keeping Jeff McNeil around a while longer. They're already committed to Francisco Lindor. There isn't a lot of room for some of these prospects that should be coming up in the next year or so. They've got three top 25 prospects in this organization, I know I shouldn't be talking about, and I don't really like moving on from the big guys, unless you have an absolute need and like you're completely landlocked with them. But I see a lot of room for them to go out and make a couple aggressive moves at the trade deadline or in June, June preferably. So if this lineup can hold this team above water, as long as they don't drown in the first two months, all of a sudden you're talking about DeGrom being back and you're talking about one or two really big, really special moves that I don't think this team's afraid to make when it comes to the trade deadline. I'll take the over. Live dangerously. All right. And we saved the best for last. The 2021 World Series champs, Atlanta Braves, after winning just 88 games last regular season they go on to win the world series set at 91 and a half wins and who did they add well they trade for matt olsen after letting freddie freeman go to the dodgers they add alex dickerson a much needed left-handed bat after losing jock peterson rotation remains the same they got kenley jansen in the bullpen now colin McHugh, darren o'day uh back on the braves Acuna will be back. LJ, give me the over. I think the Braves win the a- uh, NL East. No issue here. They should. I think they're the best team in the NL East, and they should dominate from April first or April seventh tomorrow through October fifth. This team will be in first place. Yeah, give me the over. I want to take a chance to dive in on this pitching staff because this pitching staff is going to be really really good you've got a lot of really solid stud pieces i think huascar you know he's a guy that has more in him than he gave a lot in the back half of that season and it still didn't matter like this team was still able to do just fine yes you got mildly worse 
you lost value going from Freeman to Olsen. There's no doubt about it, you did. But getting Ronald Acuna back, a guy who didn't play at all during your playoff run, and at some point this year, you're going to get Mike Soroka back as long as he doesn't find a way to tear his Achilles again. Um, I would like to hope that you're going to see him as well. So overall, yeah, it's got to be over for me. Well, that was all 30 teams projected over under for the 2021 season on tomorrow's opening day show brandon and lj will go through their awards predictions playoff predictions world series predictions all that fun stuff but until then thank you guys for listening to the preseason primer and uh we'll see you tomorrow happy opening day everybody see ya Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.